I finally located underneath like some some palm frond. It's just sitting there like staring at me. I'm Rhett Barker and you're listening to Ecological Adventures. Ecologists go from their own backyards to the edges of the earth in pursuit of knowledge. Dealing with discomfort, sometimes dangerous animals, and unpredictable situations, they're rewarded with adventure and fascinating insights into the workings of the planet's life. My guest today is Kodiak Hinstebeck, a master's student in Dr. Christina Romagosa's lab. He has two stories and some important information before we get started. What are you studying? Uh, I do invasive species research, so I'm looking at Burmese python use of tortoise burrows in southwest Florida, um, how it's affecting the native species that use those burrows and the potential implications that their burrow use could have in the future. What's a Judas snake? Uh, a Judas snake is a tagged snake that's used to locate untagged snakes because mm -hmm. pythons are very prone to aggregate during their breeding season. So a lot of times if you track your one snake, um, when you find it, it'll be with at least one, sometimes, you know, four or five, six other pythons that you can then remove from the system. Right. I think the famous Judas story is like, they did it with goats on the Galapagos, I think, mm -hmm. and they, they use like Judas goats to track the other ones and then they kill them all. Right. But it, it works great for pythons too. What's an unexpected experience you've had because of your work? It's the first one that always pops in my head when people ask me that, um, was a couple years ago I was doing uh, gopher tortoise population surveys here mm -hmm. in Florida uh, and there was a team of three of us it was me and two other guys um, and we had just gotten done doing surveys in I think it was an area around here actually and it would recently burn so when we were done we were covered with dirt and ash and you know just looked filthy and we walked back to our car driving out of the site it's an old dirt road and this pickup truck that's coming like the opposite way kind of like turns in front of us to cut us off and mm -hmm. stops so that we can't go any further. And this old looking rural Florida guy walks out <laughs> uh, and he walks up to our window and he's like, oh, there was a uh, an armed robbery in the area and apparently the guy had a gun and like ran through the parking lot of a grade school, which was like directly across the street from the preserve that we were doing these surveys in, mm -hmm. he was like, well, I thought I'd be a good citizen and go scout the area to look for this guy, and I've been watching you guys for a little while, and you look suspicious. <laughs> like, um, okay. And he got a little bit more racy than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, because we all had beards at the time and had dark, dirty, covered faces, and, um, and then... He made it very clear that he had a gun on his person and in his truck, and that yes. he wanted to know what we were doing in the area. Mm -hmm. and we're like, uh, sir, we're ecologists, we're studying gopher tortoises, we're doing a population survey in this area. Uh, we definitely did not just rob that grade school, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess he bought our story, which was true. Right. Uh, and let us go, and we sped out of it very quickly. Yikes. And did not come back, for sure. For At least real? for a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, that was a scary story. Yeah. And kind of sad, too. Um, but yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That was like, 
the only like dangerous close encounter I've had doing field work. Do you have like an exciting moment in your uh, master's research, like not in a, in a dangerous way necessarily, mm-hmm. but like just like a day when like everything worked out, or or you saw something you'd never seen before, or something? Um, I guess kind of a somewhat cool Python story. Um, so we have a couple tag pythons mm-hmm. in Southwest Florida that the guys that I work with use for research and uh, as Judas snakes like to remove other pythons. Right. And the trackers in them, the batteries go out after a while, so you have to bring the snakes in to get surgically implanted with new new trackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the snakes was due to have a new tracker put in. So I was testing out my, I have like a python trap that I put over burrows mm-hmm. uh, to see if it can capture the snake as it's coming out. And I was using that to test on one of these pythons because we knew it was in a burrow and we knew we had to remove it to take it back into the lab to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I'm testing the trap. I used a new, like, trap extension. Usually I use like chicken wire or wire mesh. For this one I use just like a, a wire, um, not wire, it was a, like a cloth mesh material. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was easier to carry around. And of course the snake rips right through the trap and probably went like another mile or two um, like into really, really thick mangrove forest type habitat. When mm-hmm. it wasn't like scrub, it was easy to get to. Um, so I felt really bad for losing the snake because it needed to come into the lab for the surgery. So I volunteered to go get it by myself. Mm-hmm. It, it was a bad, um, bad day of field work for sure. It was hard. Uh, but I, I'm tracking the snake through this really thick stuff. Finally get to where the signal is just screaming at me. So I know that it's like within 10 feet of my person. And this is like a 12-foot python. Like, it should not be hard to find. But right. they are extremely good at just, like, sitting very still and being cryptic and not being seen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for the snake, um, and then the signal starts getting weaker. So I'm like, now it's moving. It knows that I'm here. So I have to follow it for, like, another half hour before I finally get to where the signal is screaming at me again. Uh, and I finally locate it underneath, like, some, some palm front. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there, like, staring at me. And then I realized I have to catch this thing and bag it all by myself. (laughs) It's like, I did not think this whole thing through at all. I should have brought someone else with me. Because it's one thing to catching a 12-foot python's not that hard, but like bagging it by yourself is kind of a pain. So I have it in like my right hand, I have its head, and then I have the bag on the ground and I'm trying to like shovel this thing in the bag while it's continuously just like slithering out of the bag because it doesn't want to go in there. So it took me probably an hour to get it in the bag. I finally have it in the bag. I tie the bag up. And then I have to somehow get back from where I am to where my car is, which is a mile and a half, two miles through, like I said, really, really thick stuff. And I have no pathway in because I was just kind of like zigzagging the whole way in this snake. So I have 12, 12 foot snake probably weighed like 55, 60 pounds. So I literally, I had a machete with me and I had to chop like 10 feet at a time and then go get the bag with the snake in it and carry it 10 feet and then chop another 10 feet, go get the snake. It, it sucked. That's it insane. really sucked, yeah. 
but I made it. Yeah. I got the snake out. Ecological Adventures is a product of the UF IFAS Department of Wildlife Ecology and Conservation. Today's music was provided by Dr. Turtle. For a link to the Wildlife Department, check the description. If you want to hear more of Dr. Turtle's music, also check the description. Thanks!